morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I hope everyone's having a fantastic time. I know I had a really good time during 4th of July. Ate some really good hot dogs, spent time with family, ate some pizza, some Chinese food, had some fantastic Italian ice ice cream, probably gained a few dozen pounds. <laughs> ah, good old 4th of July. Calories don't count when you're with family, right? Anyway, I wanted to talk to you guys about DC and how crazy it is that their animated universe is doing better than their live action one. Because look at their live action one. You've had two or has it been three flops actually? Was it? Yes, three flops. Black Adam, Shazam 2, and now recently, The Flash do terrible at the box office, have terrible reviews, and now they're basically hitting a reset when it comes to their entire universe. But here's the thing. If you look at DC from their live action, movie theater stuff, yeah, you can be saying that DC sucks. But if you turn that around and look at their animated stuff, it tells a completely different story. And that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. So jumping into that, when you think of DC animated stuff, the first thing that comes personally to my mind is the old cartoon shows that they used to show us back in Cartoon Network. That includes Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman Brave and the Bold, The Batman. As you can see, there's a recurring theme with just the Batman stuff. But anyway, when you look upon that, you saw a huge amount of growth for a lot of these characters. Heck, you even saw new characters being born or new origin stories. In Batman the Animated Series, you basically got the birth of Harley Quinn and technically Mr. Freeze. Before, Mr. Freeze used to be some bozo with a freeze gun who wanted to take over the world. When it came to Batman the Animated Series, he basically got the origin story about his wife, which became so popular that future games, and heck, even the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger took that storyline and ran with it because it gave so much depth to a character and that came from the animated stuff. Heck, if you look at the success of a lot of the animated shows, they're ranked a lot higher than any of the DCEU movies. Okay, maybe not all of them. The only ones I can think of offhand that ranks higher is probably the first Wonder Woman movie and maybe Aquaman, but besides those movies, a lot of the older stuff does a lot better at world building. Think about it. It took, what, a few years after the first Superman and Batman movie to bring us the Justice League movie, and look how hard that flopped. Even Zack Snyder making his own Justice League movie untweaked, uncut for four hours, tried to do a bunch of stuff world building, introducing new characters in one movie. And the Justice League was able to do that, the show, in a couple of episodes. Because you know what? They knew that, heck, not a lot of people know these characters or they know the name. They don't know their powers. But you know what? We're going to take these characters, make them work for, heck, we're going to introduce somewhat of their powers and then explain basically what they do because we're able to expand upon that because this is a series. You're able to do that with a TV show, not a movie. And when it came to a lot of these characters, they were previously introduced 
in the two shows before that, Superman and Batman. And it really worked for them because a lot of people didn't need to be reintroduced to these characters or they knew enough about them that, okay, I can accept this person's here and this person's here because we didn't have to do an entire origin story for them. And honestly, Marvel did it fantastically when it came to reintroducing Spider-Man. We didn't need to see another origin story. We knew exactly how this was done. The Flash, even with the Flash TV show from CW, everybody know who The Flash is. Nobody needs to see another origin story of how he got his powers, which actually works really well. Batman, already done. Superman, already done. James Gunn is running with that and not doing another origin story because we already know. And you know what, when it came to the animated stuff, that's how most of us got our introduction to these characters that we love. Look at the animated universe that they did, I think the years was 2012 to basically 2020 or 21. I want to say 21, but it could have been 20. They made an entire universe based on the New 52 comic run. We had Justice League War, Batman, um, Bad Blood... Uh, Batman and Robin, or Batman versus Robin. Uh, we also had uh, the Court of the Owls. We also had, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on these, and I had most of them on DVD. But you also had Justice League Dark. You had Bruce Tim basically write an entire world, story build it, and basically make everybody want more. Because think about it, every Comic Con he would introduce trailers to these new Batman or Justice League shows, or maybe the rarity, the rarity that someone else besides Batman and Superman getting their own movie. Heck, I was surprised the Justice League, not the Justice League, the Teen Titans got their own animated movie. Heck, I was surprised that the Justice League Dark got their own animated movie, but he knew what he was doing. He knew that he needed to build a universe. And you know what? The animated stuff works so well. If you looked at Justice League War, they have, let's see who was on that roster. Green Lantern, Superman, Batman, Shazam, Wonder Woman, and The Flash. Did I mention Cyborg? I think I mentioned Cyborg. If not, Cyborg as well. You had a bunch of these characters. Heck, nobody really knew what their powers were, but you threw them in a movie because you know what? The world was in trouble, and these guys were the ones who went up and faced that trouble head on. And it worked! Even if you look back at the Batman and Superman, their first crossover, it worked. You didn't have to do anything. All you needed to do was know that that was Batman, that was Superman, and just keep it running. You didn't have to start off. That was really great, and it's weird that Batman and Superman, the animated series crossover, did more and worked better than Batman v Superman, the movie. And you know what's funny? Batman and Superman, the animated series, the crossover had two episodes. They did what the other couldn't in an hour instead of a two hour and 30 minute movie because they added so much unnecessary stuff. Lex Luthor, you had the Joker working together and they were able to pull everything off in an hour, basically, time slot. Maybe I'm missing an hour and 30, but within that time slot, was able to do more. Look at Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, the animated movie that went to theaters that was based on the animated show. That was great. Sure, was it an origin story per se, but honestly, 
It was based off a TV show. Sure, they had to do it, but they basically added that to the story of who the main villain was, and it worked. It wasn't just, oh my God, it's Batman, and we're going through everything again. No, because it was all interconnected to basically the present time. You kept going back and forth between the present and the past to tell a story. Does that sound familiar? Yes, because Man of Steel did it, and it was not that great. Because they kept jumping so many times where we didn't have any leeway. When it came to Mask of the Phantasm, hey, this is a character that uh, he's talking to. Oh, who that character is? We're going back in time to learn about who that is and who that connection with the main character is all about. Superman didn't do that in Man of Steel, and we got such a weird trance. And it's funny, if you look at Man of Steel, and then you look at Batman v Superman, the styles of both movies are completely different. I can't tell if that's because Christopher Nolan wasn't in Batman v Superman, but honestly, you can tell that too, because the quality of Batman v Superman is much, much lower than freaking Man of Steel. But anyway, going back to the animated stuff, you had basically success with so many people buying the animated movies that they kept building more. And they basically started off with the Flashpoint. Build it upon that. No one knew who the Flashpoint is? Well, sorry. We're basically telling a story. And we're able to do it better. Heck, they did it better than freaking the new movie, The Flash. But anyway, we started with The Flashpoint when it came to this animated universe. Was able to build upon everything with movies coming out every year. Building upon the universe. Getting us to know about some of the outer characters. Sure, did it focus mainly on the Bat family? That's where the money is. Superman stuff. And you know what's kind of funny? After, what, 10 years? They were like, okay... We have no more stories to tell in this universe. We're going to hit the reset button. And they did. Justice League Dark Apocalypse was basically the last movie in that universe because they went ahead and did a reset. And now we got the Tomorrowverse, which is the new animated movie universe. And they're building upon that. We already had a Superman movie, a Batman movie, a, a Flash movie, which surprised me, which introduced Wonder Woman. We got a Justice Society movie, which, uh, not Justice Society, oh my god, Legion of Superhero movie. Actually, we did have a Justice Society movie, technically, with the Flash movie. It was named Justice Society, now that I think about it. But anyway, we had that, and now we're getting World World. War World to introduce more characters. That's fantastic. Heck, the, we got a Green Lantern movie, which was able to introduce Green Arrow and a bunch of other stuff. And we were able to show the stark differences between their counterparts. In the Green Lantern movie, uh, in the Tomorrowverse, we got Jon Stewart. And we were shown that, hey, Jon Stewart is the new Green Lantern, but the Green Lantern Corps has already been established, and how Jordan was also established, so we're basically running with that. They basically wanted us to get straight into the action and tell the story that needed to be told, and you know what? These live-action movies can take a page from the animated stuff because of the success that they're getting. Heck, we keep getting a whole bunch of cool animated movies that we don't know what to do with because they're so good. Sure, maybe you have some bad movies, but honestly, what series doesn't? But honestly, like I said, compared to the live action, compared to the animated stuff, you can see a stark contrast with the love and the hate. You really can. When it came to pre-DCU, uh, 
it was about an even step because what you still had the Dark Knight Christopher Nolan series, which was really great. We were able to work with a Batman who took place in real life. Hey, what if Batman was real? That the animated movies can never really do. And that's the thing I kind of miss having these live action movies take these characters do something different with them and maybe grow upon their character and making us respect them more. The last movie that DC had that I can remember doing that was basically James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Made us uh, respect and love Polka Dot Man a lot more. Introduced us to Peacemaker, who was in a very obscure character. Gave us Ratcatcher 2, King Shark, Bloodsport, and other characters that we weren't familiar with and kind of redid them. Similar to what Batman the Animated Series did with Mr. Freeze, which is really cool when these writers decide to take characters that weren't really popular before and reintroduce them to make them more lovable. Heck, no one really know, like I said, Peacemaker. No one really knew who that was. And then John Cena came to the scene with James Gunn and gave us a great TV show, a great, basically, movie, and we were able to go along with it because, hey, inspiration. But like I said, that's one thing that DC has when it comes to their animated stuff is people who basically dream these characters aren't able to go off on them. When it comes to the Tomorrowverse with their new animated universe, they're basically able to take, hey, the Justice Society, uh, the freaking Legion of Superheroes, stuff that wasn't really popular before or people forgot about these guys and able to run with it to tell a story. Because remember, the Justice Society and Legion of Superheroes are stuff from the 80s and 70s. Heck, the Justice Society is something from the freaking 40s and 50s and hadn't really shown up in recent stuff. Maybe The Flash and maybe, um, oh my god, Stargirl, but those weren't really that popular and got canceled. Okay, maybe not The Flash. Calm down, CW fans, I can hear you. But anyway, the heck, even the TV shows were able to do more than the movies. Look at The Flash. Look at the Arrowverse. They were able to take origin stories, redo them for an audience. Sure, did they make Green Arrow more like Batman than anything else? Yes, but they were able to build upon that and give us over 10 years of TV shows, uh, seasons, characters, and gave us awesome iterations. I mean, honestly... Captain Cold from the Arrowverse has to be my favorite iteration. When it comes to other iterations in the DCEU, you know who's my favorite iteration out of all of these characters? Aquaman. You're going to tell me that Ben Affleck is the best iteration of Batman in the DCU? No, no. There are other better Batman. For me, Christian Bale, definitely better. Robert Patterson did a fantastic job in the Batman, so he's up there too. Adam West... Michael Keaton, and all that stuff. When it comes to Aquaman, I don't think there's other past iterations besides the animated stuff. He's probably the first live-action movie Aquaman. I think there was a TV show, but anyway, yeah, he's the first and so far the best because he was able to take a character that was a joke and do his own thing with it. And that was really great. Honestly, fantastic. It's going to suck that they're going to recast him. Although him as Lobo is such an inspiration. But anyway, going back to the point, I wanted to bring this up because it's incredible. So when it came to the DC Animated Universe, this is just from their DVD sales. Not Blu-ray, not digital or streaming, just DVD. They made... 
from the first Flashpoint Paradox all the way to Apocalypse War, which is within a 10-year span, $67.9 million. Now, some of you would be like, that's it? But you remember, these movies did not come out in theaters. These things came out straight to DVD, straight to streaming. And for them to make that much on DVDs alone, that's incredible. I guarantee you they probably made over $100 million or $200 million. And you know what's funny? The DC animated movie stuff costs $2 million each to make. That's a huge profit margin that DC decided to go, hey, we're going to keep this going and make an entire universe because we want to tell new stories but aren't able to tell it right now in this universe capacity. That's a success that probably you can't say about the live-action DCEU. And that's sad. That is really, really sad. So, like I said, if you really look at the contrast between the live-action stuff and the animated stuff, there's a huge difference when it comes to success. When it came to Batman, the animated series re-releasing back in 2018 to now when it came to their domestic Blu-ray sales. And remember, this is domestic. They made $23 million, over $23 million. And like I said, this is domestic. When it comes to international, I guarantee you that number is so much bigger. $23 million on a series that came out back in 1992. That's how much success they have. They did much better when it came to a gap then probably The Flash is going to do if they ever re-release it. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right, but that is crazy. 30 years later, and Batman the Animated Series is able to go over a million dollars, over $10 million, all the way over $20 million in domestic sales. And when it came to their international, why well, don't have the numbers and don't know how to look it up, guarantee you it was much higher than that. Probably much higher because think about it. Domestic means America. International means everywhere else. And I guarantee you, Batman is just as popular as he is in Japan, in Europe, Belgium, France, China. Trust me, he's a lot more popular everywhere else as well. And then when it came to the sequel to Batman, the animated series, Batman Beyond, you know how much money the Blu-ray sales made? $12 million for a total domestic video sales of $20 million. So almost up there. And that's incredible. A series that is almost 20 years old. Actually, it's 20 years old. I think my bad. Over 25 years old is still making that much profit when it comes back to the anime. Because you know what? They basically took that series, gave it the love and care that it deserved built it up to great storytelling even to today and it's more appreciated now because now fans of the series is able to reintroduce it to basically their children their grandchildren be like hey i used to watch this this was incredible and this is why because it still holds up and that's honestly dc's animated series in a nutshell it still holds up whether it comes to the movies when it comes to the tv shows most of the time they're all good Sometimes you have bad shows like Beware the Batman, but sometimes you have great hits like, um, oh my god, what's the other? Justice League Action, Batman Brave and the Bold, and everything else that came post-Batman the Animated Series. 
And like I said, it's kind of sad that when it comes to Zack Snyder's DC Universe, we're not going to have that. Hopefully that happens with James Gunn because, like I said, when people complain that DC isn't up there anymore, they're sadly only looking at their live action stuff. When it comes to their DC stuff, they're still hitting hard and still giving us quality stories. And that's all we can ask for, even if any of the James Gunn and uh, live action stuff sucks. I just hope we still have the animated stuff because honestly, if you were to compare Marvel's animated stuff to DC's, DC wins every time, even over Spider-Man the 90s series, Spectacular Spider-Man. DC knows how to basically give love to their animated stuff and flourish without the need to really think about the live action stuff. But anyway, that's it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. I'll see you guys next week, and hopefully you guys stay safe. It's going to be a little rainy and a little stormy this next week if you live on the Northeast. So please make sure you have your umbrella and make sure to drive slow, because if you're going down a mountain when it's raining, get ready to skid a bit. It's kind of scary. Anyway, like I said, I hope you guys have a good one. Sayonara, see you later, and have a blessed one. Goodbye.